0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and y'all know how we do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry, and tonight's poem is entitled No More. Here we go. Yes, I can see. That this really hurts me. To notice you don't feel the same. I will not pretend. But my heart must mend. As you leave me in so much pain. These circumstances aren't considered the norm. We have compromised. We have compromised so much and so soon. While I try my best to keep hope alive, it's much harder when you're on the move. You keep promising me this, then promising me that, while the whole time all I want is you. I didn't ask for anything other than your time, which you couldn't even give me. So what should I do? No more sitting here wondering, guessing, waiting, It's finally time for me to dismiss you. No more precious time wasted. No more lame excuses. And oh, how I can attest to those days. I was talking to a dear friend of mine and we were discussing how and what codependency looks like. And I started to realize that there have been times in my life where I may not have known, like truly known, that this was not the person for me, but because I had grown so dependent on their presence and being in their presence, I made excuses, lame excuses of why it was that I should remain in that toxic relationship. And it wasn't healthy for me and it wasn't healthy for them. But I believe when I was in those types of situations, there was a part of me that feared being by myself, and I don't know if it was because I was running from facing myself. I don't know if learning the truth about me, the unadulterated truth, no bars held, if that was one of the reasons why one of the reasons why I chose to be in unhealthy relationships, but there was something within me that would not own the fact that what I was dealing with was not the best that I could do for myself and even for the person. And looking back, because I realized that a lot of those relationships I could have avoided, you know, just because someone was into me for the moment or because they were attracted to me for the moment didn't really mean that I had to get into that relationship or that I had to make more of it than what it really was. But by my doing that, by my ignoring the red flags, by my ignoring the situation for what it really was, by my believing the hype, so to speak, I put myself in some crazy, crazy relationships. And even when the person showed me who they were, quote unquote, I would still make excuses for them. Oh, well, he's just having a bad day. That's not really how he feels. Even if he would articulate and communicate to me very clearly that this was no longer what he wanted. And sometimes even if he didn't communicate that, but his actions aligned with, I'm no longer really in this relationship, but I'm gonna let you believe what you want to believe. Kind of like me being in a relationship all by myself and saying that's my man, but he ain't claiming me. I went through that. And I went through that a couple of times. Um, And looking back, I'm just like, all of that could have been avoided. All of that could have been avoided. I remember there was one particular um, situation where there was a young man. This is when I lived in Dallas. And there was a young man that I was dating. And I should have paid attention to the warning signs. Excuse me. I really, really should have. But for some reason, I didn't. (laughs) And I even remember getting the... Like, I remember having conversations where I know that I was being led in the opposite direction of being with him. But I just chose to ignore it. And I kept literally trying to force something that did not fit. He didn't want me anymore. Because sometimes what happens when you have relations in these relationships that's the man's sole objective that's all he wanted all he technically wanted was to hit it and quit it but we have a tendency to believe no well maybe if I do this and put it on real good then you know once he gets some of this he'll want more well he might but he's using you he doesn't really want to be with you he's just using you And so you put yourself in that situation to be used, and then you wonder why the whole little fairy tale didn't come into fruition. It's because you were literally living in a fantasy in your head, thinking that you could somehow get him to stay when that was never his truest intention. And so this particular person, even though I had all the signs, they were all stacked up in front of me, I chose to ignore them. And I remember because I love doing surprises. Now, of course, I've kind of aged. And so now I'm starting to realize that that might not always be the greatest thing to do is to surprise someone, especially if y'all are not on one accord. But in this particular situation, I was like, "Okay, I had taken off of work. He had taken off of work. And I was under the impression that we were literally monogamous in our little relationship." And so I was like, oh, I'm going to surprise him and I'm going to go over there to his place. And we're just going to have this, you know, in my head. Now, this is all in my head. All right. So I'm thinking it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful time spent. Both of us are off. We're going to have a wonderful time together. So I go and I knock on this door and I see his car. It's, you know, pretty much in the parking lot. So I know he's there. But when I knocked on the door, he didn't answer. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna give a little time. Just give a little time. Maybe he, you know, was taking a nap or whatever. I'm gonna give a little time. So when he answers the door, finally, he tells me after asking like pretty much why did I just pop up unannounced? That's another thing you may not wanna do if you haven't, excuse me, established that understanding. You may not wanna pop up anywhere unannounced because you might be in for a surprise of a lifetime by doing just that. And so that's what happened that day to me. I was in for a surprise. He actually had company and it was not me. And his taking off consisted of spending the day with a different female, one that I should have never known about. Had I called before I went, then his plan would have worked. And I remember feeling so disappointed because what I wanted and what I desired It was apparent that he wouldn't feel in the same way. And that's like really crushing when you find out like, oh, okay. So you're really not that into me and my feelings have gotten involved. And so now i got to kind of retreat after I've fallen for you in some kind of way. Not necessarily in love, just a whole lot of like, and then finding out that these feelings are not reciprocated. He could really care less how you feel. Yeah, that's crushing, but I digress. So... After I figured out that, uh, yeah, he has company, I wasn't even on the agenda for the day. Huh. well, now I got to go. So, I leave as humbly as I know how and I'm in the car and I'm literally calling myself, trying to pray myself through the situation. Now, mind you, I had already been warned various times prior to literally finding out that I was not the only woman he was dealing with I had plenty of signs I just did not heed them and so after I discovered like "Ooh, okay so I wonder how long that's been going on I know he's not going to answer that question so I'm left to lean on my own understanding in that regard however yeah, where I'm thinking all this effort that you put into pursuing me and that, you know, I'm thinking, oh, I'm really going to be his boo. And you didn't even have that in mind. Ooh, shame on me. So I call myself trying to seek the face of the Lord now because now my heart is hurting and my feelings are crushed and I've been rejected. So I didn't even know how to go to God, I thought I was going to break down crying, but tears wouldn't come. So I wouldn't that hurt, apparently. But I know that God has a sense of humor. And I know that because how he responded to me when I try to pray about the situation, you know, it's funny how We don't implement him until after the fact sometimes. Like he really should be the first choice, but sometimes he's like the last choice. And I'm so glad that he's gracious to us in that regard because truth be told, I should have been seeking his face and listening for a response before I ever put myself in that situation to be rejected. But because I thought I knew best, I went ahead and proceeded and just ignored all of the warning signs. And just, yeah, I ended up making a fool out of my own self. So, yeah, that's what happens when you kind of think you know everything and don't know squat. So I ended up trying to pray about the situation. And in the course of me trying to pray about the situation, all I heard so clearly was emotions make you cry sometimes. And I was like, oh, that's your response to me. You're just kind of like cracking jokes real quick. Like, hmm. I knew what I was getting myself into. I knew. And there's something about not paying attention when you know. So, okay. So I'm sure that it's happened to you when you've been like, something told me not to, but you did it anyway. Well, I knew that I shouldn't, but she did it anyway. Why didn't I listen to that voice that said, don't go down, but she did it anyway? Some people call it your subconscious. Some people call it your God conscience. Either way it goes, it's your conscience. Something will always tell you before you go down a different or a certain path, whether or not that would be wise to do it. However, what we find ourselves doing at times is ignoring that voice. Why we ignore the voice, I haven't figured that part out, but we do it nevertheless. And then once we do the opposite of what that voice is telling us, then we're left to deal with the consequences, whether they are good, bad, ugly, or indifferent. Nine times out of 10, it will cause us after we see what the consequences are, huh, I could have avoided all of this had I just listened to that voice, that still small voice. Sometimes you'll get little signs. You'll, you know, you'll literally get like, let's say you are considering dating someone and the person is not even availing themselves to you. You find yourself being the pursuer of the relationship and There's no reciprocation at all. Like every time you look up, you're the one making the phone calls. Every time you look up, you're the one checking on them. Every time you, they're like, they don't really pay any attention to you at all. And you're like, oh, they're just going through right now. This is not really who they are. They're just going through. They're into me too. I know because they answer the phone. Yeah, it's going to work out. I'm going to give them time. Gonna give him time to get it together because eventually we'll be on the same page and he'll be as into me as I am into him, or she'll be as into me as I am into her. That's how we reason with ourselves. But the truth of the matter is, actions really do speak louder than words. So, since actions speak louder than words, if their actions are showing you that they're not into you, why are we making lame excuses for them? Why are we pretending that we that we don't see what we really do see or that we don't hear what we really do hear? Even if you tell someone, "Um, I don't look at you like that and then they laugh it off and they're just like, you're just joking. Quit playing. No, I've told you my truth. Can you please accept it? Like maybe that person, as much as you're into them, really only see you, they only see you as a platonic thing. They only see you as a friend. They only see you as an associate. They do not want to cross that line. They do not want to be in an actual romantic relationship with you now or ever. Like, why not just accept that? And there were times in my past, which I think that's the reason why now I'm so content with being single, is because looking back, I'm like, girl, there were so many relationships that you did not have to enter, period. Because you didn't even feel the dude. You weren't even into the dude. But he said he liked you. So you're like, oh, I don't want to be shallow. So let me go ahead and give him a chance. Knowing dang well that you didn't want to be with him to begin with. Why the hell was I doing that? I don't even know. Have not a clue. I don't know. That's maybe something that I got to unpack with a therapist or something. Like, why was I saying yes when the whole time I really wanted to say no? And then I ended up regretting it later. Like, why did I waste my time with this dude? I knew he was no one that I wanted to be with. So why did I even give him 15 minutes of fame? Like for what? For what? Just so that I could prove that I wasn't shallow or just so that I could prove that I'm open-minded, quote unquote, whatever. But yeah, I've been guilty of that. And who I'm so glad that those days are over because now I'm able to very clearly very, very, very clearly explain to whomever it is that is trying to holler, yeah, I'm not interested. And I can still maintain a friendship and I can still be cool with them, but it's just certain things that Teresa ain't willing to do anymore. I've grown. Yeah. And not only that, it's like once you start to recognize what you bring to the table, once you start to recognize, like, okay, now I know what my issues are, I know what my highlights are. Like, I know who I am as an individual. Like, for me personally, I know that I'm a go-getter. I know that I have hustling in me. That's just in me. Um, I get it honestly, so I hear. But yes, the I have hustler in me. And not to the point of like, you know, doing anything illegal. It's just that when I see that there's something that needs to be achieved, I'm going to do all that it takes to get there. That's just a part of me. And so I know even when it came to me creating this podcast, I didn't have a, a clue what I was doing. All I knew, and I still don't. So there's a lot of y'all that are probably critiquing me that I will never know, or maybe you'll take the time out to tell me. But even in doing that, I didn't know what I was doing. All I knew is that I had a desire. I knew that I had a desire and I knew that I couldn't wait on somebody to give me that. I knew that I couldn't wait on someone to give me the platform that I so desired. So I created the platform. And I was like, the rest will come. You know, I, I did what I needed to do. I made sure I crossed my T's and dot my eyes. came to find out later that it was a blessing that I did that because someone was actually pursuing um, the title of my podcast. So I'm so, so grateful that I had crossed my T's and dotted my eyes. But that was something that um, I realized that that's a part of me. So if I'm in a relationship and let's say that my man comes home and he's just like, oh my goodness, babe, this is what happened. I automatically go into how are we gonna solve this problem? And I try to help get that weight off of him. And so I know that that's an asset. I know that that's a plus. I know that, you know, I'm not a gold digger. So I also know that let's say one minute he's doing very, very well. And then the next minute something happens and he falters and, you know, Lord forbid, but if it it were to happen, let's say he goes from, you know, really, really up there to all the way down. Honey, I know how to adapt. And so that's another asset. And so with me knowing that now I'm more, I guess you say, not trying to say picky, but that's going to be what I use today. I'm I'm a little picky, more picky when it comes to who it is that I date and why it is that I date them. Um, Because I am taking the time out in my singleness to learn my strengths and to learn my weaknesses I now realize that I really want to be yoked with someone equally, that I really want to be with someone where we complement each other. I really do desire a purpose partner and I'm no longer caught up in that I got a man and no, I don't have to have a man. I mean, would it be nice? Definitely. But I'm no longer in that mindset of be happy that you got someone and then you put up with a whole bunch of BS just to say you got someone. Like I'm not there anymore. I'm At one point in my life, I was. I'm no longer there. I don't have to have that. And so um, I think that it just makes you more consciously aware when it comes to dating. Because now I am doing just that. I'm dating on purpose. I'm dating with a purpose. And so it's easier for me to say no. I say no and don't even think twice about it. Okay, but why come you're not giving me a chance? Okay, okay, that's great. You may compliment someone else, but yeah. I only see you as a friend. I'm sorry. <laughs> I only see you as someone that I can like, you know, every once in a while, pick up the phone. Hey, how you doing? How's your, how's your life? How's your girl? You know, but as far as like me and you side by side or whatever. Yeah, I'm just not seeing that. That's not a vision for me. It's not even in my vision. But I'm able to say that now. I was not able to say that back in the day in my younger years. In my younger years, I don't know. I think I was just caught up in people pleasing. Just a lot of people pleasing. Who? thank you, Lord, for deliverance and growth and all that good stuff. Cause yeah, I made so many mistakes. Like I, it's amazing that I'm still here. <laughs> I think about that a lot. I'm, Lord. It's amazing that I am still here. Like, I'm so grateful that he allowed me to make mistakes, but I'm also even more grateful that he allowed me to live through making those mistakes. Because it's a lot of things that I did wrong. Just wrong. Oh, my God. Like, it's just a lot that I did wrong. And so... um. Now I just look at relationships differently. I even look at marriage differently. Like I know now that it's a covenant relationship that I would be entering into. Divorce should not ever be an option. That was, even though I said it when I was married the first time, I didn't pay attention to that. I said it because it sounded good. Divorce is not an option. Trust me, I was running to divorce court when all of this stuff started unfolding in that marriage. So it's, mm, yeah, it sounded real good which is why another reason I believe that you should do the work prior to is because you don't know. If you don't do the work, you don't know who it is that you're getting married to. Remember, the representative presents itself first. So just be mindful. So yeah, so that's um, that's something that I'm, I'm grateful for. But yeah, the lame excuses, I thank God that I have I've outgrown that. Now I'm able to see people for who they truly are. And even if, let's say for whatever reason, I don't see them how they are right off the bat, I'm learning how important it is to develop your friendships first, to get acquainted with that person, to see them in different scenarios, to see them when they're angry, to see them when they're happy, to see them when they're having a family feud, to see them when there's a death in the family, to see how they respond to their finances, to see how they respond to rejection. So um, yeah, I have like a a friend of mine that, I don't know, I call him a friend. He wants to be more than that, but I call him a friend. But I I pay attention to how he responds to rejection because I I feel like I reject him like 25 times in a day. I'm really being funny, but no, seriously, I'm constantly shooting him down. But it's like, Not to make fun of him, but it's like I watch how he deals with rejection. And he's very funny to me. Like, he has an excellent sense of humor. He is hilarious to me. And so, but how he deals with it, um, to me, that tells me a lot about his character. You know, so it's like, okay, part of me is just like, after I've rejected you maybe, you know, 50 times, you would go ahead and just go somewhere. But apparently... That's not what you're trying to do. But at the same time, I, I pay attention to how he deals with it and he cracks jokes. So he'll say something crazy. If I say, you know, like if he's bringing up a subject that I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's not even up. We're not even having a conversation about that. So you might as well cast that subject down and let's talk about, you know, how pretty the sun is outside or something. You know, I'll, I'll change the subject quickly. And so um, but I I watch how he deals with rejection and part of it i don't even think he's consciously aware of what i'm doing part of it is because since i'm not anxious anymore to be in a relationship it allows anyone anyone can do this like if you literally are in your singleness and let's say you are dating but you're still selective in your dating one of the reasons why i believe this is just me personally you can agree or disagree it's really okay with me one of the reasons why I believe that it is a very wise thing to have friends of the opposite sex. Yes, you may have some of those friends that want to have, be more than just a friend to you. But you know your boundaries. You know what you will and will not accept and what you will and will not do. And so, But I believe that it's very healthy for you to have friends of the opposite sex. Because first of all, it shows you you. Because whether they're platonic friends or someone who is romantically um, interested in you, they still are observing your mannerisms, your personality, the things that you say, they're listening. You know, sometimes you could say something and three months later, they can repeat to you what you said and you're like, oh, okay. So you're paying attention. You're listening to what it is that I'm saying. Okay. That's a great attribute. You know what I'm saying? That's something great. And then, even if you don't want to pursue a romantic relationship with them, you at least get to see how they are in terms of friendship. So, I feel like that's always because you should really always start off as okay, 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 first your strangers, then your acquaintances, and then your friends. But you should start off in the arena of friendship only because it allows you to get to know the person. Um, And then with me, because this particular person I've been dealing with him for years, it's like I am I've seen him in different lights. And so it also serves in the purpose of you can tell them, I recognize your strengths. I recognize your weaknesses. So this is the reason why I believe that you and I would not be compatible. And then so I've been able to jot that down. Like I've been able to let him know you're great as a friend of mine. However, in terms of being romantically involved, this is why I'm not crossing the line. And I could give that list based on the conversations we have had. So I think that that's good. You know, it's good for you to be able to know, okay, so this is what I will deal with. This is what I'm not going to deal with. This is why I'm not going to deal with it. And then be able to communicate that to that person. And so even if it doesn't change who they are and what they do and how they operate, It's teaching you how to communicate on a totally different level, because you gotta remember, even when you are like pursuing wedlock, you gotta still know how to be your spouse's friend. So what better way to practice, right? What better way to practice than to be in those platonic relationships, to have those heated conversations, to see how fast you bounce back from a heated conversation with your friend, to see how long it takes you to get over being angry, all of that is good practice because when you get involved with someone that you're trying to spend the rest of your life with, you got to pretty much know when what your levels of tolerance are. You should know that before you commit completely to that situation. What are your levels of tolerance? What are the things that you can and cannot deal with? What are the things that are an absolute deal breaker for you? All of those things you get to learn when you are learning people. It should help. In my opinion, it should help. It should help you in your dating. It should help you to figure out who your, you know, what your purpose for what you believe your purpose partner should be or who who they should be, what, you know, what they should bring to the table. You know, it it helps you with your communicative dialogues. It helps you to be able to understand like truly what your strengths and your weaknesses are. Like with me, one of my weaknesses that I have found out, one of the things that I know like, oh girl, you really need help with that. Is that I really don't like to be lied to. (laughs) I mean, that might be a lot of people's weaknesses, but I can't stand to be lied to. Like that, that is really one of my pet peeves. I cannot stand to be lied to. Don't, and, and my thing is like, don't even play with me like that. You know what I'm saying? Don't do that. Like, cause I take so much so seriously that I just can't stand it. That's just one thing. Just tell me the truth, shame the devil, and we're good. Even if I'm mad for, you know, 30 minutes, an hour, a day, that's way better than you lying to me. Because if I find out that you lied to me, it just changes who and how I view you. It changes how I look at you. It changes whether or not I'm going to deal with you. You know, it's like, because to me, if you lie about little things, you're going to lie about big things. And so, um, yeah, I just don't, I've noticed that about me. I just don't do well with liars. That's just period. I don't. I really don't. Just tell me the truth. Let me deal with the truth. Let me deal with your truth. Whether, I no matter how bad it may seem to you, let me deal with that. Like I, it was a real, it's another good friend of mine that, um, that I ended up telling him, I was like, notice how you've told me your truth. Has it changed how I treat you? He's like, no, because I'm not, you know, give me a chance to show you who I am in that arena. Don't assume because everyone else that you dealt with in the past, once you told them their truth, they bailed. Don't assume that that's going to be my testimony. Give me an opportunity to know who it is that I'm dealing with. Let me make the decision of if I want to continue a friendship with you. And even if I say, I just want to be your friend and I never want to go any further than that, respect that. Because a lot of times I feel like, um some people just feel entitled it's like i told you my truth now can we get together Hell no i don't want to be with you thank you for sharing your truth but just because you shared it doesn't mean i got a co-sign to be with you so yeah so it, it can go both ways but that's, that's just you know th- that's just something to keep in mind but yeah if you're one of those people that have been making lame excuses in your relationship trying to make trying to keep the person in the relationship and they've been trying to put help on the window and SOS and all that kind of stuff, and you're trying to find all these different reasons why, well, oh no, but you really want to be with me, you just don't know it yet. That's kind of psychotic. So you might want to get that checked <laughs> because if they're trying to leave the relationship, there's something that is missing in the relationship, and you may not you may be the contributing factor, it may not have anything to do with you. That's why communication is key. Find out their truth be willing to accept their truth. And even if they want to exit the relationship, don't take it so personally all the time. Me and a, a friend of mine, we were having that conversation at in Clubhouse and we talked about that. Like so, um, she was like, don't feel so, oh, what is she? I don't forgot the word that she used because it's been a couple of weeks, but she was like, don't always take it so personally. She's like, don't take it personal to the fact that you literally end up, Going into a relationship or leaving a relationship thinking that it's my fault. It's my fault. It may not be your fault. It may just be that it's someone else that offers something that you yourself cannot offer. Or it could be that that person has outgrown you or you have outgrown them. There's nothing wrong with that. If you have outgrown them and they have outgrown you, it happens. It happens. It's a part of life. So pretty much just be willing to accept that and go forward. Go forward with or without them. You're going to be okay. I know I may not feel like that sometimes, but you're going to be okay. For the advertising in the back, I do apologize. But you know, I'm trying to play the music and this is what happens. Remember, we're real and wise on this podcast. So yeah, you're you're going to hear a lot of bloopers. That's just how we roll. So hopefully y'all are still able to get through this podcast, this episode, even with the background noise. Um, So I am going to go ahead and conclude this portion of the episode. But before I do that, um, completely close out, I wanted to read a letter to my future hubby. And it is dated April the 15th of 2021. Dear future hubby, this evening, I took the longest nap ever after getting off of my full time job. I wonder if you know what it feels like to be emotionally, physically and psychologically drained. Well, that's exactly how I felt earlier this evening. The only thing I wanted to do was crawl into my bed and sleep. I have heard it number numerous times over the past few weeks. Make sure you get some rest, be sure to take care of yourself, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Up until today, I hadn't really gotten sufficient sleep, primarily because I am still concerned about my mother. So much is taking place with her health-wise. If I'm being completely transparent with you, I wish she would have never gotten the Moderna shot. Please keep her lifted up in your prayers. I love you. Love, Teresa. So I hope that y'all have the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. And please... Oh, I have one announcement. (laughs) For those of you that do not follow me on my social media sites, if you don't follow me on Instagram, if you don't follow me on Facebook, I just wanted to personally take the time out to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Because even with all of my errors, even with all of the mistakes that I make on these episodes, because we don't do the whole retaping, what you hear is what you get. That's how that works with this podcast. And so you hear everything. You may hear people in the background. You may hear laughter in the background. You may hear my child playing video games in the background. And one of the reasons why I did that is because I feel like so much of life is rehearsed and we have given this illusion of perfection. And I wanted to be able to be authentic in the sense of, no, nothing is perfect. Life is not perfect. So I didn't want my podcast to be perfect. And so I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you to you all who have hung in there with me through all of it. And we are now going on to episode number ninety which is a big deal. That's this episode. And on top of that, we have reached as of April the 12th of 2021 over 1,000 listens. And that is a really huge deal for a baby like me. So thank you so much for supporting this podcast. Thank you so much for just letting me know that you hear me. Thank you for letting me be transparent. I appreciate you for that. Share it with your friends and your family. let's make this big. My goal was to hit 1,000 list, le- listens, if I can get it out, 1,000 listens by the end of May. I reached it literally 90 days, not what 95 days to be exact. I reached it um, three months and five days. So I exceeded my own expectation. I don't know what God is going to do with this, but I am very grateful for the opportunity. So thank you so much to all of my listeners. Thank you for being willing to hang in there. And I know I'm not going to always get it right. I'm sure that there are major experts out there that y'all could do so much better than I can. But just thank you for supporting me anyway. Okay. (laughs) Not only that, I do have another podcast that will be launched when I reach 100 episodes. Um, it is called Wifey Wins, W-I-N-S. And the acronym for that is We'll Indeed Need Something. So this is going to be dedicated to the future wives of the world and the current wives of the world. Um, and yes, we as w- what is it? Wives to be as well as wives Need something so I will delve into what a wife needs this is for all people to listen to whether it's a man who is trying to figure out what his wife needs in this current season of her life or whether it is a woman who is trying to figure out how do I articulate to my future husband or my current husband what it is that I need in this season of my life so that is the platform that I'm going to use for that I'm really excited about that Y'all will hear more to come. It will be powered by the Dear Future Hubby podcast. And so God is doing great things. So I hope that y'all have a... And it'll also be on the same exact plat, identical platform. Um, It'll just be Wifey Wins by yours truly, Teresa Reese. So um, yes, be on the lookout for that. Of course, when I start to record and all that good stuff, I will let you know. Um, But I just want to thank you for your love and support. Thank you for all that you do. And also please do me a huge favor. Take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.